for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome you to Living Life. And you know, as we're living life, we know the reality of cause and effect, right? I mean, for example, there was a time when I was making chocolate chip cookies and instead of putting in a cup of, of brown sugar, I put a cup of salt in the mixing bowl. Well, let's just say when the cookies came out of the oven, they tasted horrible, right? Cause, effect, or my one-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, if I was to leave her in my study alone, the, that would be the cause. The effect would be that all my books would be on the floor and out of the bookcase. Or, let's say, if I eat more and exercise less, then I'm going to gain weight, right? There's cause and effect. We know that. We live with that reality. And I share this because in our text today, Bildad, this friend of Job, is going to use this argument as to, Job, this is why you are suffering. There is a cause to all of this, and it's sin. You've turned your back on God, and you need to get right with him. So cause and effect. And if we are prospering, then of course, that's then we're going to have the effect of we are going to have God's reward. It's like cause, effect, this law of retribution. Is it really true, though, all the time? Is it how we should explain suffering and pain? Well, Bildad thinks that this is a good argument. But let's think about it now as we have the scriptures read for us at this time. Job chapter 8, verses 8 through 22. Ask the former generation and find out what their ancestors learned. For we were born only yesterday and know nothing, and our days on earth are but a shadow. Will they not instruct you and tell you? Will they not bring forth words from their understanding? Can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? Can reeds thrive without water? While still growing and uncut, they wither more quickly than grass. Such is the destiny of all who forget God, so perishes the hope of the godless. What they trust in is fragile. What they rely on is a spider's web. They lean on the web, but it gives away. They cling to it, but it does not hold. They are like a well-watered plant in the sunshine, spreading its shoots over the garden. It entwines its roots around a pile of rocks and looks for a place among the stones. But when it is torn from its spot, that place disowns it and says, I never saw you. Surely its life withers away, and from the soil other plants grow. Surely God does not reject one who is blameless or strengthen the hands of the evildoers. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. 
Your enemies will be clothed in shame, and the tents of the wicked will be no more. So what we have here is Bildad, this friend of Job, he, he really believes in this long-standing idea of the law of retribution, right? If there's suffering, then that means that God is punishing you. And if you're prospering, then that means that God is rewarding you. There's, there's this cause and effect relationship, this reality that he's like saying, Job, you can't get away from it. And so he brings this argument in verse 11 with these questions. He says, can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? Can reeds thrive without water? And the answer is no, of course not. I mean, there's a cause and effect. The cause is if you have no water, then the effect is that these plants are going to wither. I mean, this is just reality, Job. You need to understand it. And then he goes on then to say in verse 13, Such is the destiny of all who forget God. So perishes the hope of the godless. So yes, if there's cause and effect, then the cause is, Job, you forget God. Then the effect is that your hope perishes and you have suffering and you have pain and it's interesting how he relates this with like water because I think of how in the scriptures, like in Jeremiah chapter 2, how God says that his people have forsaken him, the fountain of living water. And it's like, Job, if you're not drawing from this living water, then you're going to dry up and your hope is going to fade and you're going to suffer. Well, there seems to be some kind of truth to that. And so it's interesting in verse 14 when Bildad says, what they trust in is fragile. What they rely on is a spider's web. Kind of describing this hope of the godless is like a spider's web, which we know is not strong. It's rather weak. It cannot hold. It's not permanent. It's not reliable. And certainly, it is something that will disappoint. This kind of hope that a godless person would have, you need to turn away from it. That's what Bildad is saying. And so in verse 15, he goes on to say, They lean on the web, but it gives way. They cling to it, but it does not hold. Well, this actually reminds me of a hope that someone had in high school that I was sharing my faith in Jesus Christ to one of my classmates. And I just was sharing about how God loves them and that he offers sinful people eternal life. And this friend of mine, you can turn to the Lord, you can trust Jesus, and that you can know that he died in your place so that you could have a relationship with God. And I just shared the gospel clearly to him. And at the end, he said to me, Steve, that just all makes sense. But I've got a lot of living to do. And so here's my plan. I'm going to later in life, after I've lived my life, I'm going to pray to receive Jesus. And that was his plan. And I just think, 
That's like a plan that's a spider's web. It's very weak. It's unreliable. It's not something that you should trust in. Well, Bildad here, speaking to Job, is just saying that you really need to turn back to the Lord. You need to come to the fountain of living water. And, well, that does make sense. But is this cause and effect really how we should explain the suffering that Job is experiencing? Well, actually, Bildad says, you know, sometimes in life, yeah, the, the ones that have been sinning, the godless, might look like they're prospering, but it's just for a while. And it's like, well, if you use that argument, it's like, couldn't Job say to Bildad, well, couldn't my suffering actually just be for a short time and God will restore me? I mean, I'm really trying to stay connected to the Lord. I am complaining, but you know, Bildad, he has issues when it comes to trying to explain the suffering that Job is experiencing. I mean, just think for a moment, if we explain suffering just by sin, well, what about Jesus, right? Throughout his life, one who was tempted like we are, yet never sinned, yet he suffered continually. Yes, there could be physical pain, but think of all the suffering with people denying him and betraying him. And yet we know that he, above all, was one who was blameless. Well, there's a lot of mystery to suffering, but we know that through all of it, through any pain that we might have, let's be close to the Lord. Let's stay connected and do so to God's glory and our joy. Well, as we close our Living Life devotional today, and we've been looking at this friend of Job named Bildad and trying to explain why Job has been suffering. You know, I, I think about Jesus with the disciples, and there was this blind man. And the disciples asked, who sinned? Was it this man or his parents? You see, they were living off of this law of retribution this cause and effect relationship. And Jesus said, neither of them sinned, but this was so that God would be glorified. I mean, imagine that. I mean, it's hard to imagine because when it comes to suffering, when it comes to pain, we have to say that often we have no idea. It's a mystery. I mean, I think about the persecuted church and martyrs of the faith, that they are ones who stand up for Jesus, and yet because of that, they suffer and they experience a lot of pain. Well, as we keep making our way through this book of Job, let's remember that God truly is God, and we need to trust him. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, as we continue on the road to maturity, Lord, we recognize that there is the reality of cause and effect, that there can be consequences 
for our actions. But also, Lord, we have to recognize that there's a lot of mystery and that, Father, we need to turn to your word so that we can understand you more fully and completely. And that, Father, we would be people of prayer and stay connected to you. We thank you for that offer that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.